Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world, it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, except me. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? Break's over. Back to work. Hey, Happy New Year. I feel like I was just here anyway last week on more than one occasion. <laughs> I don't even know what happened. Yeah, we had our uh, annual week off. Yes, we did, in which I spent more time here than I do on a normal work week. I tell you what, it did not feel, I mean, not this, it's like I had a couple of days off of work, and like we took our week off of this. I don't know what it is, why I, I didn't feel like I had any break, and I think I'm more tired than I was before. <laughs> I would I would concur with that. Although I think like the end of my break was more of an explosion of activity than the middle of my break. Like by explosion any, of activity, do you mean explosion of alcohol? I, I mean there may or may not have been consumption of liquid. Yes. So what we've been off for two weeks of those fourteen days. How many do you think you were drunk? Hey, I'm so excited <laughs> to be back here for the show, and uh, we are back. I guess there's some preamble to do. My liver was confused as to why there was no alcohol in it yesterday or today, <laughs> which well, is not it's probably not a good thing. It's probably good to add a break. Yeah, I know. I think it's great to have a break. You're like, oh, my kidneys don't hurt. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not peeing blood anymore. Great. Hey, a movie came out. A Who Done It? Oh yes, Glass Onion. I cut onions once, and I got glassy eyed. Does that count? No, that was awful, and I hated that. That 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 what I just tried to do. I'm not going to call it a joke. I'm not even going to call it a play on words. I'm going to call that a a wet fart. I think a wet fart would have landed better. Actually, <laughs> you did bad. All right, I didn't do well. Ah, uh, Glass Onions out on Netflix. Good enough? I liked it. Um, what is well, That's unfair. Uh, good enough. I, I will say not great. Not as much as a surprise with the first one because like, we've kind of established what we're doing here. But still really solid. I liked it a lot. I figured out the first kill pretty easily. All right. Because it's just brought up. It's like it's one of your when you're watching stuff like this is like you're just trying to and to be like to be fair. I did not get all of the story figured out ahead of time by any stretch of the imagination because there's stuff that comes up later on. Like you must you feel kind of dumb for missing it, but they're like with whodunits, you're basically looking for like what's kind of an off kilter line that's kind that's kind of given flippantly. Mm-hmm. That's probably going to matter later. This is usually how these movies work. So I at least yes. I figured out the first kill pretty quickly. But there's stuff in this movie that, until they lay it out for you, is impossible to figure out, which I don't like. I've brought this up before. It's like, if there's a murder mystery kind of thing, I like to be able to be like presented with all the clues. I don't want to be presented with impossible scenarios to guess. Like, yeah. the the go-to I like Tim Burton's a Sleepy Hollow like like oh and it was Christopher walking all along I'm like he has not been in this movie at all he just showed up in this flashback that you told me 30 seconds ago like step this one's not like that but no I, I like I like to be able to put the pieces together like I'm I'm actively engaged when I'm watching a movie like this I guess is the way to put it and you couldn't piece it all together yourself at least up in, like to a point there's like I don't know like something that happens like halfway through you're like oh no one could have possibly figured that out but it's kind of cheesy, and like, and I think that was kind of the intent that it's supposed to be kind of like specific cheese. Yeah. How was Dave Batista in it? He's great. He's a lot of fun. So if I so happen to find a spare two hours, two and a half hours, and the next several days, I should watch it. Yeah, I had a good time with it. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, better than the first <laughs> Knives Out, or it's, different? It's different. I probably like the first one better, but that probably comes down to novelty. I I do like Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc. Yeah, he's fun in there. And, I mean, there's really weird cameos in this. Like, shit you're not going to really? see coming. Okay, well, shit, I just might leave your house tonight and watch the movie. 
in like weird references and also edward norton is definitely playing elon musk which is weird because it's like i like i mean he's been in the news kind of i don't know maybe the last 10 years but like a lot more recently and this wasn't made like in the last 90 days no <laughs> but he's like it also takes about 45 seconds for you to go oh he's elon musk Oh, well, well, there we go. Yeah, it's it's not hard to figure out. I look like, forward what they're uh, basing it off of. I don't. It's fun. I enjoyed it when they lay out a couple of the things towards the end. I'm like, ah, I should have got that. But and like I said, there's, I would say, definitively two things that you couldn't guess that the movie reveals. Ah, which are definitely important to figuring out who done it. So like when they like reveal, you're like, oh wow, do I feel dumb? No, it, uh, a couple. There was um there was definitely an exchange of lines between um, Edward Norton and Dave Bautista that they reveal at the end. I was like, shit, I should have got that. So when I watch it tonight, I'm like, every time that Dave Bautista and Edward Norton talk, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's I don't think that's a spoiler. <laughs> Oh, by the way, found out today as I was scrolling through Twitter, Edward Norton, do you know who his like, 16th or 17th great-grandmother is? No. Pocahontas. Weird. Yeah. There was a about um, Know Your Roots. It's a PBS show, and he's on it. So he's like descended from John Rolfe and Pocahontas. Hmm. Weird. I don't know. That's my um, very, hopefully very vague Knives Out yeah, commentary. I, you didn't tell me who did it. You told me a couple of key things to look out for, and I shall enjoy the shit out of that movie. Well, I mean, that's just any who done it. It's like you're just—that's all you're listening for—is offhand lines. Yeah, offhand lines are everything in a who done it when they do the big reveal at the end. Like, oh, you weren't paying attention to this, now were you? No. Uh, by the way, I forgot in the Eddies as a, as a, I can't retroactively give a Yeti, but. I think I forgot a lot of stuff. I like, did too. I don't think I brought up like Star Trek Strange New Worlds. I don't think I mentioned Better Call Saul. You did like, not mention Better Call Saul. There's a bunch of sh- I was like Weird, uh, the Weird Al Yankovic movie. I wanted to mention that as one of my years best. Didn't I never saw it. I would if you like I don't know where the Roku channel is. Go uh, type in Roku. Oh, okay. On great. your Google and it'll pop up. It's there. That's what held me back. I didn't know where the fuck to find it. So don't look it up. All right. Yeah, I think I feel like I, there's been stuff I've been backtracking like shit, I should have mentioned this. I should have mentioned that. Whatever. All right. That's it. That's the preamble. Glass onion. Go watch it. Watch out for flippant lines. Okay. Perfect. I love a good throwaway line. Yeah. All right. We're going to move on from there to the news. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. I'm an unhappy man. Is it because Puss in Boots passed Avatar after only one or two weekends? A- Avatar's doing better than them now. Is it doing better than Puss in Boots? Yeah. Puss, Puss in Boots has a better rating on Rotten it, Tomatoes. Yeah, it's supposed to be really good. Yes. I haven't seen it. Can't speak to it. Right. I, I think I think I saw the first four Shreks. I don't. I think there's been like a holiday special and like maybe some directed DVD stuff in Puss in Boots. Like I don't know. I think. I think I saw the first two. I haven't seen these in years. The first two and liked them. Did I see the third one? I don't know. I definitely remember being dragged to the fourth one. Puss in Boots is a fun character. I enjoy Puss in Boots. I like Antonio Banderas. Yes, he's a great actor. I just rewatched um, Desperado and Once a Time in Mexico. I'm like, fuck, he's good. Uh, he, uh, Mask of Zorro. Legend of Zorro, not as good as Mask of well, Zorro. I, I just said things I just rewatched. So no, um, I didn't just rewatch that. No, I'm just saying in general, um, his character in The Expendables, awesome. Forgot he was in that. Yeah. I think it was Expendables 2, maybe 3. I think it was 3. I like the first one, and the other ones are bad, and the fourth one's coming out next year. Can't wait. wait by next year, I mean this year now. All right, well, can't wait. All right, news. Oh, this is why I'm This is why I'm upset. Okay. So for this entire show, and primarily like my source of kind of like pop culture ephemera has come from not entirely one website, but I kind of have a home base, especially when we do this show. It's like a site that doesn't give you every single like tiny bit of minutiae that happens in the week but it usually just hits big stories so when i'm trying to sum up a week's worth of stuff 
It's been great. Bleeding cool. No, fuck that. No. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess I Joe could, Blow. I could throw them under the bus, I guess. Um, superhero hype. What was started like a Spider Man hype? Like, I've been going there for 15 plus years. Superhero but, hype is the name of the website. Yeah, but they just changed their format. It's like un- unusable for what I'm trying to do. And I'm like, motherfucker. So I, got, I think I got to like prep the show throughout the week now versus just like day of, which I'm annoyed by. I the, Well, the time I prepped the show, I did it in one day. I was able to use the sites you gave me. I gleaned the best information I thought I could find. Yeah, well, this. I'm, so I'm very annoyed at their new format because at least on mobile, it's like unusable. And I've been, like I said, I've literally been going there since like 2005. But don't you have like a, a laptop you can use? I, th- I think I don't know. I mean, I'm not far from me to. You do a wonderful job every week prepping the show. So we'll see. Um, I, I got gathering cha- the most important information. I got to change how I do this. So we'll start off the week with something I didn't even bother asking you to watch because it was only a 60 second spot, but it did huge numbers. Uh, Doctor Who 60th anniversary trailer. Oh, okay. I saw something recently about how long it would take you to watch every Doctor Who, like broken down by Doctor. Oh boy, a lot. Yeah, like they did it by like days, hours, minutes, and seconds. I've seen, I've seen a lot. I have, cer- and when I say a lot, I would say less than twenty five percent. None of the early, early stuff. No, I've seen the early, early stuff. It's kind of that middle stuff that Isn't I missed. Clive Baker, one of the doctors. No, what did Clive Baker do? What does that name sound like? It means something. He's a horror guy. Okay, see, well, at least it was somebody that I knew. You're thinking of Tom Baker? Yes, that's the one with the really springy hair and the long um, scarf and like the flat brimmed hat. Yes. Not the spring is to fair those, but I've seen it's it's literally like sixty years worth. There was a hiatus in there, but still, that's a lot of material to go through. So I've, well, I don't know. When I say twenty five percent feels small, but it's also a lot. <laughs> I say, is there? I don't even know. Like that's just a number I threw out there. I, like I guess I could probably try and break down how much I've seen versus how much I haven't. But if you were to rank, maybe I don't know, maybe a third. Maybe, can, maybe I can up it to a third. You can speak to this with more authority than I could ever dream. I would. I'm gonna guess that Doctor Who is on the Mount Rushmore of sci-fi TV, at least. Are you saying for me or in general? In general. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Uh, so if we're saying, <sighs> like, like sci-fi TV. Yeah. Probably. I mean, if we're thinking sci-fi TV, I mean, okay. So Mount Rushmore, we're talking four. So I mean, Star Trek is an easy one. Just the entire franchise. Yeah, Doctor Who would probably be up there. What would? It... What was something like Stargate? I don't think I would do. I was thinking like maybe Battlestar Galactica, but because oh, that yeah. had because that had like two kind of bites of the apple plus some spinoff stuff. It also depends on how broad you want to keep the term sci-fi. Like, would you put Twilight Zone in there? Or Outer Ooh, Limits? I yes, I would think Twilight Zone would be in sci-fi. It is. I would say and it's science some, fiction. Some of it is not all of it, but in general, I mean, yeah. that did change that that changed TV a bunch. Okay, so let's say Star Trek, Doctor Who, Twilight Zone. Or like Buck Rogers, oh, that was more radio, like uh, Flash Gordon. That was TV for a while, right? Mm. I, I wouldn't put that on the Mount Rushmore, though. Flash Gordon was there in silver underwear. Like, there's a lot of options. I'm, I'm just trying to like think of like- Claude what, Rains was the invisible man. What's that from? Claude Rains was the invisible man. Well, that would be from uh, the Universal Monster movie. But it was a, it's a line in a song. I don't know. From a movie slash Broadway show. Science fiction. You actually no, you've never seen it. Oh, you know what might be uh, number four if I'm thinking like staying power. So we're saying Star Trek, Doctor Who, Twilight Zone, Red Dwarf. Oh, I, I did like Red Dwarf. There we go. That I was th- like late Saturday night on PBS. Red oh, Dwarf. Oh yeah, that was like Cat. Cat was a, such a cool that character. Was like between like maybe like one and three, like real Cat life. Hal. Could you imagine? Like sometimes that show would freak me out. There we go. I think you. Could <clears> you imagine like? 
that existence, like knowing that you're being British in space with a hologram, but not not just that, and a and a humanized cat, but knowing that you are the last human alive, no matter what, you can't go back, you can't change anything. Like that would freak me the fuck out. I think that's a pretty good Mount Rushmore, like sci-fi shows. Maybe like if dwarf you wanna, is oh that's a if, good you wanna, show. if you want to if you want to maybe argue like are other things potentially better? Maybe, but if we're talking influence, I think those are gonna be yeah. That's what I'm coming up with. Anywho, uh, and oh, any Doctor Who. Okay. Yes. Uh, there was a trailer that showed off David Tennant. It's very much following up on dire- a direct sequel of his stuff. The only thing that kind of annoyed me, but also made me excited, because it's going to be a three-part special airing at Christmas next year. So I got I'm behind a couple of seasons, so I got to catch up. But they did have David Tennant do his catchphrase in the 60-second teaser. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Uh, but I don't get to experience like in the show, like I've seen it already. Yeah. So that was kind of a bummer, but the, I mean, the teaser looks rad as hell, and I like what they're doing with the story, like very much of like, I'm just going to say stuff now that you're not going to understand. <laughs> like the whole like Donna Noble can't know who the doctor is, like her mind will explode, like him just trying to like duck behind random shit and <laughs> avoid her, which I thought was hilarious. And he looks great and it looks so fun. I, I can't wait. The the little like 60 second spot. And as they're, so beyond just Doctor Who, the show, and those uh, weird British movies that no one ever talks about that starred Peter Cushing. There's also, oh a, yeah, I think there's two of them. I've never seen them. There's also a ton of like Doctor Who comics. And uh, this trailer pulled in a weird, obscure like Marvel ca- character called like Meep the Beep or something. I have never heard of this fucking character before, but like people who are hardcore into this were freaking out. Like, oh my god, is that that insanely obscure character from a million years ago? Hell yeah! So you know, good for you guys. You got Meep the Beep. I think that was his name. What else happened? Oh, HBO continues to uh, suck. Does it? Yeah. And that's part of why we're doing uh, what we're doing this week is just things getting pulled. I think we talked about this before of um, like uh, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited and the show we're going to talk about today, Batman Brave and the Bold are all getting pulled at the end of January. But the thing that no one saw coming that wasn't announced just kind of quietly happened is they cut uh, 250 Looney Tunes episodes. What? Like, not even, like, the beginning or the end. They just cut out 250 episodes from the middle of it. Just didn't tell anyone. Just happened. Why? What, are they good, were they good any, the good, any good ones? I don't know. I mean, I didn't look at, like, it's, I couldn't tell you what my Looney Tunes seasons are. It's, you know, stuff you saw on TV back in the day. And to be fair, that'd be, like, fun background stuff to throw. I'm like, I remember this. But yeah, there's just 250 of them are gone now. And they're owned by Warner Brothers, so I can't imagine anyone else is picking them up. But this is all just, like, cost-cutting because they don't want to pay royalties. Like, why do I have the service? Like, you're just taking away shit I like. Yeah, that's a great point. That's, that's, I get, that's, that service is my payment for being on this show. <laughs> well, I mean, Netflix, did you see this, that Netflix is going to start charging people who have um, accounts outside of their homes? Yes. Which is what I, I don't pay for Netflix. Don't get judgy with me. You don't pay for HBO. I don't pay for Netflix either. Okay, great. But the people who have them, they're going to start charging those accounts more for things that happen to outside of the house. So really? I wouldn't be surprised if, um, given what all the weird, wacky stuff that's been going on with HBO, that they would, I think they're likely going to follow that business plan. Would not surprise me at all. So I guess get all the HBO in while you can, because I ain't paying mm-hmm. extra. <laughs> all right. I'll suck it up as much as I can. I'll guzzle it down. I'm going back to Wonder Woman 80, 1984. Yep. Speaking of uh, HBO doing stuff, this is always kind of nebulous. There's like 18 different Game of Thrones projects happening at any time. I mean, there was an entire pilot shot cast ready to go that got fully scrapped that no one will ever see like the light of day of. But there's a bunch of other stuff that was in the works that all got shelved. Really? And George R.R. R. Martin, you know, old Game of Thrones author himself, he has a blog. He's like, things that can that were shelved can e- just as easily be unshelved. But the way things are going, I... I wouldn't bank on it. 
Also, there's at least, you know, one current, like, wildly successful Game of Thrones show happening right now, so I don't think they're really hurting for that content, but they had a bunch of stuff in the works, and we'll kind of see what comes out of it. Now, you know this show. Yes, I do. We are only going to speak of this with fact. I like it. I, I well, I, I do go for as much as I um, just, like, curse and yell at things, and <laughs> which is so funny, because, like, on Twitter, I will never do that. This has, uh, I, I can't do math, but a much larger audience than what I get on Twitter. I'll, I'll never say anything like negative on Twitter, but on here I'm like, fuck this. Yeah, true. You would rather say it <laughs> in audio form. I guess. Put your voice behind it instead of being a keyboard warrior. So aside from all of the general absurdity and cursiness and I don't know if we're drunk or something, I do put an effort to make this show a very factual show. So we will speak to this purely in fact. Okay. Jeremy Renner. Yeah, he had a really bad accident, apparently. Yeah, so uh, let's kind of break down what we know. He was plowing. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this this came out uh, today. We're doing this on Tuesday for those who are unaware that, like, you know, this doesn't just come out like the second uh, we record it. Unless you're a Patreon member, that it comes mm. out as soon as it's done edited. That's right. But a par- according to the mayor. Like uh, the mayor of the town? Yes. So wait, was he driving like a city or town plow truck? No, uh, I, I couldn't tell you what his property looks like. I didn't dive that deep into it. Okay. But, so, but he has a significant amount of plowing that needs to be done to get out of his home. That's fair. He he he's a recluse kind of life. Yeah, I, I got a long driveway. I, I mean, okay, I can appreciate. Well, I was already saying you. I'm like, you have a five foot long driveway. It's currently full of construction material. So <laughs> apparently, someone got stuck. He was trying to help them. His snowcat, unclear at this point, uh, ran over at least one leg, maybe both. Again. Don't know. Like, snow cat as in like a snow groomer. Uh, I I did not see the size of his vehicle. I think you can find it on his Instagram how large his personal snow cat is. But like it's on like big tracks. Yes. Like have you ever been around a snow groomer at a, a ski resort? Like been up close to one? I guess. They are massive machines. I mean this is for personal use. So I, it's, I don't think we're talking as big as that. But still those are hard steel tines on that track apparently someone was stuck he was trying to help them out somehow or another um the snowcat ran over at least one leg maybe both again not sure also um his chest holy shit he got airlifted to a hospital apparently he was bleeding out but his neighbor is a doctor and applied a tourniquet to his leg so he didn't die wow this the snowcat was also i guess the police took it and like they're treating it as like like an active investigation. Yeah, I mean... Because there's supposed to be uh, a myriad of safety features on vehicles like this to prevent things like this... From from occurring. But if you've spent any time around people that own this kind of stuff, you're aware that a lot of them will go out of their way to remove safety features. Yes. to Like, you have to be in the seat to keep it running. Yeah, or, you know, a, you know a dozen other possible things to, like, that are <laughs> there to prevent accidents. So unclear um, if anything like that was removed, if that was responsible for it, but the police have taken that and put it under investigation. Uh, airlifted to the hospital in critical condition. He's gone through, at this point, two surgeries, but uh, shortly before we started recording, he did put out an Instagram I, I'm just looking at his Instagram right now. Yeah, which is pretty brief, and it shows his face, and it's a little scratched up, but to be fair... His, a little scratched up. Well, the, take this as vague reporting that i am not claiming as fact okay i'm just claiming this as the way some of it read it kind of sounded like he almost lost a leg or he still might lose it for all we know oh my gosh that's terrifying yeah well i mean wow so yeah i mean yeah his face yeah there's a couple like there's some superficial scratches on his face 
that's not the shit that was the issue. It wasn't like, oh man, my cheeks are a little scratched. No, he, no, he looks... It's that he almost lost a fucking leg, and he still might, for all I know. Again, don't take that as news. That's... His post says, thank you all for your kind words. I'm too messed up now to type, but I send love to you all, so... Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, I hope he recovers. That's, that's scary, yes. scary stuff. That's super scary stuff. Uh, and I think that's where I'll end it. I, th- I think that is all that is, at this point, factually... I, I, I should even put factually kind of in air quotes, so, because it's still like, there could there probably will be more details that come out around it. Maybe some of this will be contradicted. But I'm going into this with, the, with good faith that, that what I'm saying is based on kind of what's out there. That's an unbelievably huge snowblower he has, though. Oh, are you looking at the machine? I'm looking at like well, I don't know if it is like the machine that he has, but this is this is not insignificant here. No, um, I I wonder if that was the one. I mean, I still want. I mean, get run over by it, it would hurt a lot. Well, the one you're showing me is. I thought it was the one that had treads, but maybe I'm. Wrong. I can't find that one yet, but yeah, maybe I'm wrong. Oh well, either way, either way, he got his goddamn leg ran over and his chest caved in. Yes, I mean that's a heavy looking machine. So scary stuff. Less scary stuff. There's a Stanley documentary coming this year on Disney Plus. Oh, okay, cool. Which I am fascinated about. I just I don't know. I've I've been in this world a long ass time, like well before like I was in it professionally. Like I've read so many books and so many interviews and I've seen so much and I can comfortably say that the story of Stanley in his life is partially fictional and partially embellished, and the story changes over time based on like what he was saying, what other people were saying. So, I'll, I'm I'm interested to see where this documentary lands. And like, do you just present him as like this like supreme like creator figure? Do you present him as someone with flaws? I mean, it's been talked about. Well, I mean, fucking a million times over, like the Kirby versus Lee debate, like who did what and everything. So I don't know. Um, I'm I'll be curious to see it. Well, I, mean, I do I, not want to. I I never want to diminish like what he did, but there is a definite side of him that was very much like, look at what I did. It's like eh, some of it. So like I think too, when you think about big figures in in their world in their realm, I mean, you watched the Last Dance about Michael Jordan, right? Yeah. So I mean. There were times in that that they didn't always paint him in like he's the best human on the planet, even though it was like about him. Well, he also controlled a lot of that. He controlled so. a lot of it, but the fact that they even mentioned his gambling problems in that was a shock to me. But it was accurate, and they needed to mention that. that he was, and probably I think still is, a heavy gambler. Oh, yeah. I mean, I even there's a book upstairs I have right now that is literally a, like, I can't say he said, she said, because it's two dudes but like there's literally a book i have upstairs right now that say like this is like it's color-coded it's like this is what stan lee said this is what jack kirby said it's like broken down like year and section and topic like it's insanely detailed so like wow. I'm, I'm even going through like that stuff so i i will be very curious to see what the presentation is do you th- I, I also know that there was um this is going back years and i don't think it's this I know that a documentary was shot with Kevin Smith interviewing Stanley, and Kevin Smith was like, oh, when is this coming out? They're like, we don't know, because the technology to release what we just filmed doesn't exist yet. Do you do you ever like think that you would write a book like that, or like want to write a book where you could do some deep research on a topic like that, like a like a famous comic book figure or something along those lines? I, I, I've, I've read a lot, but I mean, it's so... A lot of that window is closed at this point because so many people are dead. Oh, but do you ever I mean, think you write still, like there's still a lot of people that 
like have firsthand knowledge or secondhand knowledge or like vague memories but i think a lot of that stuff it's hard to track at this point would you ever want to write a book like though something like along those lines not necessarily a person but no it's too goddamn research heavy Uh, okay just i figured i'd ask the question (laughs) this is a very interview heavy banter full news like nothing happened over new year's no it really didn't okay Uh, and i guess we time look like that's enough for news <laughs> I, I had two other minor stories written down um, all right i guess i'll rattle them off real fast aaron taylor johnson met with the uh barbara broccoli and uh michael Wils- michael wilson apparently it went well but i think he'd be a good bond yeah he, he's got a good look he looks suave he's british go for it also if it doesn't happen that's fine too but i think he'd be a fine pick there we go there's that story All right, a Glass Onion story. Ryan Johnson um, hates that it had to be called a Knives Out mystery. He's like, I I don't fuck, I don't want that. I just want to be like a book. Like it's just called Glass Onion. I hate Mm. that. I hate that it had to be added on. And to be fair, when you watch the movie, that is not in the title. Like they do not not display it. Like it's like all marketing is like Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery. But when you watch the movie, it just says Glass Onion. There's no Knives Out mystery part to it. No, there's an asterisk that says "fuck you, Knives Out." Does it really? No, that'd be even better. All right, we're gonna move on from there. It's Weird Comics Facts. All right. Here are some weird comic facts. Prepare accordingly. I'm going to make some weird shit. It's pretty freaky, but it's safe. As I mentioned earlier, we are going to be talking Batman the Brave and the Bold. And I know you're going to say, like, well, that's it. That only took 30 seconds. Look, it's one fact. We didn't actually mention that we were talking about Batman the Brave and the Bold. I think I did. Oh, well, maybe. Okay. Yes. We're talking about Batman the Brave and the Bold later on as our main topic. Oh, because it's getting pulled. Yeah, I brought that up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was also more concerned about the um, the Looney Tunes getting pulled. <laughs> yeah. So Batman in this series is voiced by Diedrich Bader. You might know him uh, from the Drew Carey show as a character's name I can't remember. Diedrich Baker. I don't Bader. remember who. Oswald. Oh, yes. There we go. Uh, he was also in Office Space as Peter's neighbor, Bang on the Wall. Mm, like, yes. Peter, yep. Peter, dude. Yep. Uh, you also might know him from Jay and Bob Strike Back where he tried to get them to blow each other and when it's all over you can say oh what a lovely tea party that guy you got a picture in your head now yes oh yes i I know who dietrich baker is yes well he was the voice of batman in the series and i was uh watching an interview with him and he was talking about well he's um also a fairly prolific voice actor at this point and it was asked like well how did you come up with the voice for batman he he just said i did kevin conroy but sillier (laughs) that's the voice wow (laughs) like i like he was just saying, like, Kevin Conroy is, like, such a great voice and, like, mm. deep gravitas. I just did that, but sillier. And, like, with a slightly different cadence. And that's how I came up with the Batman voice. And, yeah, that tracks. I respect it. All right. That's it. That's Weird Comics Facts. Good. Yeah, but it was so, it was so short. Because it's one fact. I come in with one fact. Um, mm. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with a transition. You could just say, from a new year to a new win for the Patriots. <laughs> the worst one yet sure yeah. we'll do that it's time for jared sports reports or we could just do or how about this just say you know what from weird comics facts to jared's weird day at gillette sure god damn it just just go just go all right pause wait pause for a second intro go all right so uh um, you didn't give a goddamn space give it a three count all right right no no oh. we're going into it i'm gonna count down for you okay with fingers okay all, all right. right so from weird comics facts to jared's <laughs> weird day at gillette it's time for Jared's Sports Reports. That part was in there already. I was waiting for a pause after that so I could put the intro in. All right. So now I'm going to give you another three count, and then you just start talking about sports. Ready? Watch my fingers. 
He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bear tested. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared Sports Report. I am number one. You're right. Thank you. Yeah, number one was the middle finger. All right, we'll start with, with the happy things. <laughs> that was the fucking worst. What, me or <laughs> that you? That whole transition. That was... By far the worst one. I hope you edited out the original one that you had. I did. You're going to have canceled. No, I, yeah, it depends on what happens. All right. But- <laughs> so briefly, because my experience is inconsequential to the major news in the NFL, went to the Patriots game, had a blast. Do you remember it? I do remember it. I remember all of it. Uh, Patriots won. Really? You remember all of it? I do remember all of it. Okay. Why? I just thought you were too loaded for that. No, I was loaded, but not too loaded. <laughs> Uh, no, good game out of the Patriots. They are, their playoff hopes stay stay active as, uh, well, we don't know exactly what's going to happen next. A very, very scary and serious incident on Monday Night Football this week. The Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals, a game that got pushed, the start got pushed back because of the Rose Bowl, but uh, DeMar Hamlin, safety for the Bills, was involved in a collision with T. Higgins from Cincinnati and suffered, I want to make sure I... I I keep struggling to say this correctly. Uh, Commotio Cortis, which is... Um, he got hit in the heart real hard. Real hard at the wrong time. Uh, and his heart stopped. He was actually in cardiac arrest. They had to resuscitate him and restart his heart on the field. So uh, were you watching the game when this happened? So I was on a bus ride back from an away game. And we turned the we stopped at McDonald's because that's what you do with high school kids on an away game. You stop at McDonald's. Put the game on. It was right after it happened. We saw an ambulance in the field, and people were like, "Oh my gosh, somebody, you know, somebody, you know, concussion, maybe neck that's, injury." That's basically when I turned it on too. And I, I didn't see it happen live. And I, the longer I, it went, <clears throat> I remember going to other Zach, not you, but other Zach. I said, "This is not good. This is serious." You could Joe Buck and Troy Aikman did as best they could, but yeah, they were performing CPR on the field. Uh, at one point, when things were starting to, they were getting ready to transport him, get him in the ambulance, and and move him. One announcement was made that the players are going to have about five minutes to warm up. Sean McDermott, the coach of the Bills, and um, Zach Taylor, the coach of the Bengals, got together and said, uh, n- no. Yeah. So for all – I mean, this is scary, and at the time of recording, we still really don't know what the result of this is. I mean, hopefully positive. But So there is an update uh, from about <clears throat> uh, 20 minutes ago. Dorian Glenn, DeMar Hamlin's uncle – Said his nephew is on a ventilator, but he's improved to 50% oxygen needed in the ventilator as opposed to 100%, which is where he started. He's still sedated, but the main focus is recovering to breathe on his own and healing his lungs. So that is a. Yeah, something I saw earlier today was saying like it, he might wake up in like two to three days. Yeah, so there's certainly, it sounds like there are some positive steps forward here. I mean, it was, it's scary stuff. Oh, it's tremendously, tremendously scary. But. A lot of, um, you know, a lot of things about this situation have brought to light some really positives within the NFL community and sporting community. I mean, some of it, like, uh, I, I'm sure you've seen it going around, like, uh, his charity that he was hoping to raise, like, uh, 2500 for. That's over $2.5 last I checked. Okay, it keeps going up. So, I mean, yes. if, there's a, if there's a positive to take out of this, it's money going back into his community. Yep. I mean, I'm I'm not a doctor. I don't have a lot to, like, just see, seeing the aftermath and, like, and I didn't watch it live, but, you know, 10 minutes later, it was, it's scary and nerve wracking. It's kind of like this, you get these every so often, like this kind of like wake up call of like just how fragile shit is and how things can just like turn mm-hmm. on a dime. But one of the things that I think is going to be a negative to come out of this is how poorly the NFL handled it. So the more I thought about that today, it took them an hour to call that game. 
to officially say that the game was suspended. I think once the players walked off the field, that that wasn't going to happen. Oh, I don't th- no. I whether were, or not I don't care what the NFL said. I don't think there was any chance in hell that anyone I, was coming back. And even like that statement they released, like we've been in, uh, having conversations with the players' association, and they agreed that like they shouldn't play. I'm like, there's no fucking way the players' association was going to be like play on. No, no. But I think uh, it was a really interesting point I saw made by somebody on Twitter today that. The NFL was kind of also in a, in, a, in a weird situation in that if they immediately, because there was enough speculation going on about DeMar Hamlin's health and situation, that if you immediately, as soon as like they say, okay, yeah, this game is over, people are going to immediately start speculating that, oh my God, he's like he's dead, that a player just died. on, and, and in some respects, a player did die on an NFL field this past week for a very short, thankfully, period of time. I mean, he was in full cardiac arrest. They had to restart his heart on the field. I think that the, I kind of am starting to lean towards that. Like, if the NFL immediately says, no, this, the game is the game is suspended There is a difference between immediacy and an hour later. Yes, I agree with that. I think there's part of it, and again, I'm not making excuses for the NFL. I'm sure that they also foresaw as this was happening – the logistical nightmare that is occurring in regards to things that are way more inconsequential than the health and well-being of DeMar Hamlin in being this game had massive implicate it still does have massive implications on the play and I, this is not me saying I, no when i was watching um the the coverage and with Scott Van Pelt and oh before that yeah oh with Inkman and uh, Booger 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 McFarland put on a masterclass last night but they 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 had all this talk they're like there's no one thinking about anything but this young man's health. I'm like, I bet everyone in Vegas is thinking about the exact opposite. Oh, <laughs> I, I think I, 98% of the people were thinking good things, but I was just like, Vegas so, ain't happy. So one thing I'm curious, I didn't ever go back to it. Also, don't give a shit. Fuck them all. I don't no, care. agreed. It doesn't affect me. But sometimes in weird situations like that, they'll take the game off the board. So I'm wondering if that game got taken off the board, which screws up. A lot of other bets, as far as people making parlay bets. Yeah, I don't care though. I mean, like, not that I'm not that I'm like, oh, woe is you, person who has gambled on this game, and now you're in limbo. I will, or also the millions of dollars because this traditionally the next to last week of the NFL season is the final week of fantasy football across the country because a lot of teams will rest starters or teams that have not made the playoffs will play lower tier guys. The millions, the hundreds of, you know, tens of hundreds, you know, tens to hundreds of millions of dollars that are spent in exchange in fantasy football alone. But yeah. again, that's, um, this is not me saying, uh, this is me not trying to diminish no, the seriousness I, I underst- at all. I understand you, you are not saying that that outweighs it. You're just saying um, there's some assholes that were probably pissed off. <laughs> oh, 100%. But beyond that, the logistical implications, some of the stuff I had read and, and heard today, you know, thankfully, thankfully, this young man's health condition seems to be, you know, again, 50% oxygen is on a ventilator. It's not good by any stretch of the imagination, but... I mean, watching it last night, I thought it was dead. Oh, it was the... I've seen some gnarly injuries. I've seen some really unsettling things through the years watching sports, but never the emotion that you see from the the players last night that you saw. I thought ESPN did a really good job to convey the seriousness of this by showing the players and not showing them working I also th- to um, save his life. The the medical pro- kudos, unbelievable kudos to the medical professionals. This is a very minor thing, but I I will give them credit for not replaying it really. 
I mean, yeah. Initially, and, but like it like any footage that kind of could have been deemed unsavory, they stayed away from. Which I it's it's a small thing, but I've seen enough stuff where like if someone gets injured, you're gonna see that shit in slow motion from every possible angle eighty seven times in the course of two minutes. And oh, yeah. that was not happening. So I, I know it's small and it's very inconsequential, but I, I was at least happy that they weren't like doing that. I mean yes. Uh I'm trying to think of the the train of thought I was going on because I was pulling up like um like Clint Marlichuk when he got his neck cut as an NHL goalie. You know, it's happened a couple of times. There's another there's another uh NHL player who had his had a serious neck injury from a from a hockey skate. I think of um uh um the Ware kid in the NCAA finals. Remember when he broke his leg? You remember that? Uh, I remember you showing me photos of that. Oh. And not like it was you you were showing me memes. I remember there's No, a, I didn't show you any memes. I showed you just the picture. I never showed a meme of that. I remember you showing me like it it was Rafiki holding Simba. No, I did not show you that one. I thought that was you. No. God no. I remember I remember I had a student show me that and I said it was the most distasteful thing I've ever seen. Okay. But no, I would not have done that. I can recall. Because that was also pretty grotesque. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure you did. No, it wasn't I'm not, me. I'm not going to argue with you on this. No, I'm 99.9 percent certain it wasn't me. Because again, I couldn't even look at it. Like, that was before normally. the word meme existed. Yeah, exactly. It was like, but oh, this funny broken leg. The way that that was conveyed. There's a like, cartoon monkey on it. But you think about the the health professionals that were involved. Like you know, over two dozen people. David Chow is a follow on on Twitter. He's pro football doc. You know, he he reiterated multiple times. There is no better. There was no better place to have that kind of an episode, to have that kind of an incident, to collapse than an NFL game on the field. The immediate response. I mean, within seconds, the amount of medical response that was there for him. I mean, the only other place that he would have had a better chance of of being able to be in a position where he has a chance to come out of this, hopefully, which I I, I really fingers crossed, prayers up, would be if it were to happen in the hospital. Yeah, it's scary. Um, I don't. But the the other thing is, when you watch that hit, it looks. I mean, as yeah, far I mean, as NFL it, hits go, it looks relatively innocuous. Yeah, but I mean, that's but just, I say that having never been run over by an NFL player. I mean, that's the thing, though. Is I think it's very easy to forget how just fragile people are. Like you get, oh yeah, and not just in the NFL. Like you get hit the wrong way in anything. Like people aren't that tough. People can fall apart real fucking fast. So it's just. Some of the things that happened last, like um, Trayvon Diggs, one, uh, one of the top receivers for the Bills, walked. He walked from the stadium to the hospital. And did you were you still watching when this occurred? He walked from the stadium to the hospital, and there was a cop there who, who wouldn't let him in. And he said, "I'm not taking no for an answer. He's my teammate. He's my brother. I've got to go see him. No. I've got to be in the yeah." So I, 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 tur- I turned it off around eleven. There were some there were some players that that stayed around or stayed behind that the bills didn't get they didn't leave Cincinnati till late last night the league has said they're not going to resume the game this week there's speculation the bills might not even play this week they might just say we're going to forfeit our last two games we'll go in as the 2 seed most likely if they do do that then the patriots would be in they would play the patriots um, it's, uh... so there's a there's a lot of moving pieces I, again i think the football schedule piece of it what's going to happen next that is still really inconsequential. I think you know this is an encouraging report from um, his uncle that was reported on Twitter, on the NFL Network, on ESPN that you know his oxygen requirement has been cut in half. So that's that's a great step forward. 
and this is but this is also not the first time this has happened to a professional athlete. Scott Pronger in the NHL took a slap shot to the chest, suffered the same exact thing, and he was fortunate to make a full recovery and continue to play. But I just don't know. I mean, how how let, can let, you get yourself say, yeah, up if, for if that if you're an NFL like, player? How gun shy must you be? Like, well, not after I, that, he might not ever play football again. Maybe, but if you are one of his teammates, if you're in the NFL and you see that, like, you've got to have this no fear mentality. But how? It's Tuesday now. This is traditionally an off day for players. The Bills and Patriots were supposed to play, or they're scheduled to play at 1 p.m. on Sunday in Buffalo. How do you, if you're in the Bills organization, get yourself going in your prep to play that game on Sunday? Knowing that, I mean, yes, he's still sedated. His oxygen level is now improved to only a 50% requirement on the ventilator. But until they know for certain that he is fully out of the woods, how can you even try to begin to focus? Meanwhile, simultaneously, uh, Donovan Mitchell had the seventh highest scoring game of all time. 71 points. Jesus Christ. He also, let's tie this into the show, he did it wearing Spider-Gwen sneakers. Maybe it's a thing. (laughs) Maybe it's a thing. I don't know. Because there are official Spider-Gwen sneakers out there that he was wearing, scoring 71 points. Donovan Mitchell, my God. Spider-Gwen. Spider-Gwen. Anyway, uh, what else do we have for sports? We've gone really long tonight. Well, a hilarious delay of game uh, happened the other night when the Celtics... Christ, who were they even playing? I don't even remember. Oh, it was the Nuggets. Um, <laughs> when Robert Williams had a dunk so hard, not like Shaq hard, where like he was uh, pulling down the full stanchion or shattering the backboard, but he made it slightly unlevel. He made slightly, the rim... Yes. The rim was a little unlevel because they kept on showing the level on the television and zooming in on it to see where the little bubble was. And these two hapless sons of bitches came out with ladders that couldn't straighten it out. There was a 40-minute delay. With an electric level. Like, they, they had all the tools to get it done. No, they didn't have the tools. That was The broadcast was making fun of them. I was listening to Scal. He's like, why don't they have a ratchet? That's a good point. <laughs> they didn't how have you, a ratchet. They just had a regular wrench. How do, you not, how do you not have... And they couldn't do it, so they just had to replace the whole rim, which would have been... Which, replacing the rim didn't take that long, but it was a literal... 40 minute delay and then because the delay was so long they had to go through warm-ups again for six minutes of really shitty basketball <laughs> that's not <laughs> and it was fucking funny <sighs> but the, uh, <laughs> well i'm glad glad you found humor in it oh my god it was it was hilarious i mean just uh sean grandy was on the call and uh scal and like grandy was pissed <laughs> he just kept on yelling at things oh i mean i don't <laughs> i don't necessarily blame him uh, other quick um, sport highlight pieces. Uh, Dana White, you know Dana White. How is this a highlight? Well, it's not a highlight. Other other headlines, I should say. Not a highlight. Wrong use of the word. Uh, other quick hits. Wait, that's also not Jesus. Christ. That was not. That was not intentional. I just gave you a death glare. Yeah, I gave that. myself a death glare. You know what? You're gonna do the rest of the show on your own. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go get the whip out and uh, uh, self flagellate. Uh, uh, known piece of shit's a. Uh, Piece of shit, it turns out. Yeah. Uh, video, Shocker. Video of him slapping his wife at a nightclub on New Year's Eve. That's uh, not good. Not good. Bart Scott we also. We all knew he sucked. This isn't like, I mean, were you surprised? I wasn't. No. Not surprised like, at he's, all. He's a known piece of shit. So, yeah, not a huge shocker, but. I mean, he pays men to fight for sport. It makes I mean, bank that, off I was going to say, that dude's richer than God. Nothing's going to happen to him. No, especially but, where he runs his own organization. And he doesn't give a shit. He please. bought a fucking island. Yeah, let's say he gets kicked out. What happens? Oh, no. He's wealthy enough for eight lifetimes. Yeah, he's just going to go to his own fight island that he owns. 
Yeah, nothing's going to happen. Anymore. Also, as I was scrolling for uh, updates, Bart Scott apparently on ESPN blames T. Higgins for the incident. I didn't get the full thing, but I guess apparently T. Higgins hitting the way he hit. I don't I don't know. I, I don't think that at all. I hate I, Bart I, Scott. I feel bad for him. Oh, I feel terrible for T. Higgins. Like, clearly was not trying to do that. There like, was an unbelievable picture that was was captured underneath the stadium where T. Higgins is walking out of the Bengals walker room. With his mom? With his mom, yes, yeah. I saw that, yeah. So... All right, All right. That, uh, the funnest sports reports ever. No, it, it really wasn't, but... Uh, Thanks. How long Bitch, I got to edit this. All right, well, then let's make quick work. <clears throat> no, no. We're going we're gonna to linger on our main topic, and then um, something a little bit different to end. Okay. All right, uh, so we're going to move on from there. To a review. Uh, it's not a movie review. Uh, episode of Television Review. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret. I'm always angry. It's time for an Editor's Note podcast review. As I mentioned, Batman the Brave and the Bold is leaving HBO Max, so I've been kind of binge-watching it. This was a show when it came out. I did not watch. It was very... I looked at it, and I was didn't watch a second of it. I was like, okay, this is a show aimed at kids. I'm not interested, which is kind of funny. I have a history of that with Batman shows. Like, I've talked about, like, I didn't watch Batman Beyond when it came out, and like that was, mm-hmm. real, that was like 99. I was real judgy. I'm like 11 years old. I'm like, I don't fucking like the marketing for this. I'm not watching this. I like the old Batman, and now I'm watching it now. Also geared towards kids. Yeah, and I'm watching it now. I'm like, oh, this is a good show. I like it. And this is kind of that same thing. I was like, oh, this is just a Batman show aimed at kids. To be fair, they are definitely playing up that angle, but it is a show, like, the show couldn't be more made for me. It is full of nothing but like insanely like deep cuts like a s- insane amount of references like shit you would never see anywhere else i'm like oh my like it's so up my alley like in a big way like just with everything that's made about it it's treated i mean it's very much a kid show like a kid could totally watch it just enjoy it for what it is meanwhile i'm watching i'm like holy shit they're referencing that like that's incredible and like i i really love the show because um it has a very high level of reference for all the stuff that's come before while treating it like with it's light, it's light and humorous without being mocking. For the most part, it walks a very interesting tightrope. Sometimes like the show ran for three seasons. There are definitely some dud episodes in there. Like usually when the show starts trying to take itself too seriously, which is weird because we're probably talking about the most serious episode of the show, but probably it's most famous as well. I'm not quite done with it. I got like, five or six left because i didn't know that i had to fucking binge this did you really well because i want because it was on um, hbo max and when i got it I, I watched a good chunk of it and you know sometimes like you're watching something especially uh, binging isn't quite the right term because i don't usually have enough time to binge but it's like watching stuff in quick enough succession where you're like okay like i've had enough of this t- like i like this tone but i've had enough of it and i kind of just i need to do a different thing thing just to for the sake of variety mm-hmm. but when the announcement came that the show was getting canceled I'm like fuck i gotta binge the, the rest of the show before it's gone good idea because yeah and I, I like i said i got like i don't know less than 10 left i don't know how many what did i say before five or six that might have been a line might be seven or eight i don't know less than 10 because season three is only 13 episodes and i'm at least five into it getting there yeah so i mean i can finish it before the end of the month yeah oh god yeah that long commute you have from work to uh <laughs> from my bed to the couch yeah exactly you'd watch you know part of an episode on the walk <laughs> yeah all 20 seconds it takes but uh so with the show leaving and something that i hadn't really ever seen and something that i i do greatly enjoy now and i'm it's just one of those things at, at the time it just didn't look up my alley like if you 
because I'm sure you've never seen the show before tonight. I had not, no. But if you like take a step back and kind of look like how would you have marketed the show? Oh, it's you're like, like you're like oh, it's just for young kids. Yeah, like, it's like TV. What like Y seven or something like that? Prob- probably, maybe not this one. Jesus Christ! No, God, this is dark. <laughs> murder. It's something about violence. Some serious ass murder in this one. Yeah, as I was starting to watch, I'm like, oh, the Mark of Zorro. Great, another Bruce origin story. We get to see it again. So uh, not to diminish the mythos of that, but still. Was that gin? It was a gin and tonic. Ah, there you go. See, I was, I guessed correctly. Because once you open that bottle of tonic, like, you only got a couple of days with that. Yeah, so you're doing the right thing and taking care of the tonic. The gin will take care of itself, but you got to take care of the tonic. Yeah. And nobody likes just straight tonic water. No, it's gross. Yeah. This is zero calorie lime flavored tonic, and then I throw a little lime juice in there, too. Mm, to... A little spritzel of lime? Well, just gonna, again, I don't want to buy a whole lime for, like, one drink. So, yeah, just, you know, top it off with a little lime juice. You fill it, get some gin. Some ice, some tonic water, a little lime juice, boom. All right, there you go. Anyway. But we're talking about tonight is an episode titled something. Chill of the Night. Chill of the Night. I I have all these notes and I didn't write down the goddamn title. In the chill of the night when you hear the wolf owl, honey. So I was watching this. My wife was in the room and I'm watching it. And in about 20 seconds, I went, oh, Paul Dini wrote this. And then Paul Dini's name pops up <laughs> on the screen. Yeah. Uh, to be, I think he, he only wrote a couple of these episodes. It's fun seeing like some of the people that wrote this. Like, There's a lot of comic writers in here that pop up aside from just like their regular like uh, just writer's room. The opening yeah. sequence doesn't really match up with the rest of the show, by the way. I like that. Where they're that... fighting Abracadabra? Oh, there's always a cold open. Okay. It usually doesn't connect to anything. Okay. It's Batman and the, the, they usually just Top t- Hat Girl with the large... Zatanna. Yeah, Zatanna. That's how I knew it was. The large top hat. That's how I knew it was a Paul Dini episode. I'm like, wait a second. There's Zatanna. We've talked, I think we even talked about this recently. Like, Paul Dini always, like, throws in Zatanna. Like, he's uh, written the character. Oh, we talked about this in the Kevin Conroy episode. Yes, we did. Because his wife's a magician, and he's written a bunch of stuff of her for DC Comics, plus the animated stuff. So it was, like, Batman and Zatanna, and it's the same voice actress as uh, Justice League Unlimited. I'm like, it's a Paul Dini episode, isn't it? And (laughs) lo and behold, it was. And to be fair, I like Paul Dini as a writer, so that's that's not a knock. It was just like a, you did this, didn't you? So a, a lot of this episode, uh, usually I pass this off to you. All right, you explain the episode, and I'll interject. Oh, hold on one second. I'm responding to this, because I need to... You dodged. I did. I tried to strike his phone, and he dodged. New year, new me, baby. He usually doesn't notice that I'm about to strike him. Strike so, his phone. Anyway... Uh, the I'll ep- strike you. No. <laughs> that, that did happen on Christmas. It did. I punched you in the mouth. I didn't punch I- you in the mouth. Um, I, I forget what you were doing, but you said something about like getting hit in the face. So I wanted to do this like like joke slap, like not actually hitting and you, you. struck me. No, you fully turned into my like open hand. And so you had it, no remorse. It was an, just a full on open hand slap mm. to your mouth because you just full on turned into it. It's true. I did. That's an accurate statement. <laughs> I mean, maybe I shouldn't have done like the jokey like, ha ha, but, uh. but you just turned your head at the wrong time and I hit you straight in the I mouth. I did. <laughs> I just noticed it. I also, I got. I don't want to fly through this, but I got to do the store before it closes at nine. It's eight twenty-seven. All right. So, so anyway, no. Anyway, you told me. So, uh, Batman is being observed by two feet, uh, two people: the Spectre and the Phantom Stranger. Yes, and they're they've the scales of justice and vengeance are balanced, and they're kind of having a fight for Batman's soul. They got a little wager going on. They got a little wager on what is he going to do when he finds out the real identity of his parents' killer. And what started immediately loading me up with this episode, I'm like, all right, this is a Paul Dini episode. We're going back to Batman the Animated Series. The voice cast in this is insane. Did oh. you notice who the fuck was in this? There were some good voices. Everybody! Yes. Conroy. Uh, 
Kevin Conroy is in there as the Phantom Stranger. Mark Hamill is in there as the Spectre. Richard Mall, a name you might not recognize, but he voiced Two-Face in the Batman the Animated mm-hmm. Series, plays Lou Moxton, the guy who hires Joe yes. Chill to kill Thomas Wayne. So can I can I guess? Because I didn't watch the credits. Was that Adam West playing? That was Adam West yes! as Thomas Wayne. This is the one I was never going to get in a million fucking years. Mm-hmm. Julie Newmar plays Martha Wayne. The Martha! Si- the 60s Catwoman. Wow. Or at least the first one. There are three of them. So Julie Newmar's in there as Martha Wayne. Oh, by the way, the show also has an episode. Uh, they basically they don't use a lot of like I said, like part of the fun of the show is like how like deep cuts it gets. They don't really introduce like a lot of with the exception of Aquaman, who I fucking love, voiced by uh, John DiMaggio, who's Bender. Um, but there's an episode where Superman finally shows up. It's like the third season, is- and the two of them have a Dark Knight Returns inspired fight, and it fucking ends with Batman bringing up Martha. And I was like, this is five years. Before Batman v Superman, I was like, "Are you fucking kidding? Wow, <laughs> this is insane!" Like, Superman's about to kill him, and he just—he doesn't say Martha. But he goes, yeah. "What would Ma Kent think?" I'm like, "Bitch, you just bring up Martha!" <laughs> like, I've seen this. What's I've her seen- name? What's her name? Martha. I've seen this shit before. Whatever. So the voice cast is insane. Question: Because um, Joe Chill is identified as the killer of the Waynes, is that comic canon? Yes. Okay. Yes, Joe Chill is the one. Joe has no chill, <laughs> as apparently we are now in a uh, time limit. Um, basically what happens is one well, Batman... We don't have to rush, rush. It's like five minutes of the story. We got time. All right. Bat- so one Batman discovers that Joe Chill killed his parents. Which, by the way, he's like dresses up as a priest to take the last rites of the of the mob boss. Like We also see him get to go back in time, and he gets to interact with his parents, which is fun. So we yes. get... Thomas Wayne in a Batman-type well, Ke- costume. Kevin-, Kevin Conroy sending him back in time to have Diedrich Bader's Batman fight alongside... Adam West, West Batman. Batman, and it, I'm just I'm watching this. I'm like, this is the fucking greatest thing I've ever seen. It was a, it was a cool <laughs> I, little fight. I was I was having so much fun with this. I I really enjoyed this episode. That and Batman costume to me, the well, the Bat costume that Thomas Wayne was wearing, kind of reminded me of that character from Watchmen. Oh, the, Night Owl, Night Owl, the wide cowl on the thing yeah. there, yeah. But so he gets to go back in time and go along with this, and Batman gets to confront Joe Chill. He's like, why do you, why do you want to like attack him? He's like. Well, Joe, Joe Chill, who is an arms dealer now, and this, unfortunately for Batman, slash fortunately, slash unfortunately for Joe Chill, all of Batman's rogue galleries are trying to buy a sonic blaster to blow him up. But Batman eventually has to confront Joe Chill. He's like, what? who are you? Why, why are you trying also, to get Also, why me? did the Joker drop a smoke bomb in the middle of the auction? Just for funsies? I like this Joker voice. It's very, like, yeah. old. It's very old school. It feels like it's supposed to be, like, in, like, a ni- like the voice is very, like, 1960s. Yes. Not, not like Cesar Romero, but, like, old animation. He's like, Batman. But do you think that this would have all occurred this way if Joker didn't drop a smoke bomb and allow Batman to get the drop on him? I don't think it matters. <laughs> I think it was just, just fun. Just saying. As I was saying for the third time, he confronts Joe Chill. He's like, why are you going after me? He's like, you're the man that made me. Like, you killed Thomas and Martha Wayne. I am Batman. And for the first time in the series, he takes off his mask. Up until this point, this is uh, like mid-season two, he's only ever appeared in Batman costume. And he only appears without his mask, again, I have a couple episodes ago, maybe three times. So it's very, it's a Batman series, it's not a Bruce Wayne series. Yeah. So like him removing that mask, that's the first time we see this cat, like him as Bruce Wayne being like, you, I'm Bruce Wayne, you killed my parents, and I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah, you're dead. You're done. I'm going to break my one rule. 
and this Joe Chill runs away. He runs into a room of gangsters. He's like, guys, oh my God, the worst thing has happened. I just found out I'm the guy that created Batman. And they all get up. They're like, you, you son, son of a bitch. bitch. <laughs> and they all just attack it. But again, here's, <laughs> here's where my problem in this if lies. If it wasn't for you. Yeah. They missed a golden opportunity. Like I said at the beginning of the show, they could have said, you motherfucker, who the hell is he so we can kill him? And then we're going to kill you. They go to beat him up. Bat- yeah. Batman ultimately does not kill Joe Chill, so the scales are balanced between the Phantom Stranger and the Spectre. But then, oops, the Spectre drops a roof on Joe Chill before he can tell anyone who Batman is. And Phantom Stranger's like, what's up with that? And Spectre's like, I don't know. Just, I don't know. But there's a nice I, skull I'm, in his eye. And- I'm just Mark Hamill. I'm just Mark Hamill doing a voice with Kevin Conroy again. I fucking love this episode. Well, it's I, so fun. What I thought was cool about this episode was with it being it, Kevin Conroy not being Batman but being kind of Batman's conscience and saying, this is not what you do. Like Conroy understanding the depth of the character. And like, I think his time as Batman puts him in position as the Phantom Spectre to give a better Phantom Stranger. Phantom Stranger. <laughs> Combined names. Well, maybe, you know, maybe they should team up more often, but <laughs> as the Phantom Stranger, it gives him the ability to say, I am like, as an actor, Conroy understood who Batman was as a character, and he's able to play on that, like, you know, playing to the better, to his better angels, or in this case, his better devils, whatever you want to say, but appeasing to that side of him and saying, like, this is not what you are, this is not who you devoted yourself to. I think it was kind of a cool moment in which, like, one actor who's played that character is able to play a role in which he redeems said character or reminds him of what he's about. And I thought yeah. that was kind of a cool moment. Because it's like, you know, you're not balancing the scales of justice here with vengeance. Uh, so then the show, uh, just because we're the show is going to go away at the end of the month, so watch it while you can. Not this show, the animated show. Yeah. There, there is another uh, Batman within the show who shows up a lot, uh, Will Friedle, who played Terry McGinnis in Batman Beyond. He plays Blue Beetle in this, Will Friedle. Also, Eric Matthews from Boy Meets World, if you're unaware of the name. <laughs> but he's in there a ton, but not in this episode. Uh, there's also another episode I would highly recommend, especially like for referential stuff, also within season two, uh, called Knights of Tomorrow. This is another one. My wife walked in the room. She's like, oh, what's up with Batman? I'm like, oh, he's dead. She's like, haha, no, what's up with Batman? I'm like, no, he's dead. It's a future episode that pulls... I was shocked how many references were in there. There was um stuff from the Grant Morrison run and like some kind of very oblique stuff and like some very sp- like stuff like blink and you miss it references. There was stuff from the 60s show. There was stuff from the animated series. There was stuff from Dark Knight Returns. Like it was just an insane amount of references. So I, I would definitely recommend the episode um, Nights of Tomorrow. Uh, Adam West also appeared in another episode playing a big old robot, which was fun. Happy birthday party. Yeah, he, he was a big Batman robot, and he was like, I'm such a clumsy robot. But then he just went to space and shot a bunch of things with lasers, so that was awesome. I don't know. Uh, this episode is it's incredible. I really love it. Like The voice cast is, you don't even know, need to know who these people are. It was for the episode to work. Like the episode works so well, and like if you've been watching it and like Batman pulling his mask off, you've never seen Bruce Wayne before on the show. Like it's a powerful episode, and dealing with his origin and Joe Chill and like fucking dropping a roof on him and just everything. It's so well paced. It's so well written. I really, really loved this episode, and it's such a shame that I like didn't watch it until now. (laughs) But the other part, like yeah. Like you said at the beginning, like, oh, it was Mark and George. This was a dark episode. This was a, a pretty, this oh, could yeah, be the, adult. I mean, there, there's guns and death and, like, people, like, 
going like trying to like kill people like there's a lot of vengeance in this oh yeah it's like, a very angry episode but i enjoyed it i think i think your recommendation is spot on if you are a batman fan and you like the any animated batman stuff this is definitely worth a go yeah and this is definitely worth one tackling within the next month before it disappears off hbo max so yeah chill the night fucking watch it it's so good it was good i enjoyed it all right we're gonna move on from there to um a, a different version of letters to the editors oh okay here we go all the questions number one damn few answers here's another one of your letters to the editors make it so hey if i want to ask us your own i need to leave a space there three two one hey if you want to ask us your own questions you can write them into editors note comics at gmail.com we will answer them this is a story that came out today and it was so weird it's on a post-it note because i didn't want you to be reading it off of oh, okay because it was secret so, uh, uh, am I in trouble with the law again? Yes. Uh, this Damn is, it! This is coming from me to you. So, not a traditional question, but we, we we've played with this last segment before, like doing trivial trivia and stuff. All like right, that. all right. IMDb released an article today. Um, I guess based off user engagement of the top ten most anticipated movies of 2023. All right. I would like you to try and guess what these fucking movies are. Keeping in mind, you will not get them. <laughs> None of oh, them. Oh, you'll get some of them, but I was all right. So I was flabbergasted right, when I saw this list. Top ten and most anticipated movies, and I don't think I can name ten movies coming out this year. But you can use your phone if you want. Don't look at this article. But no. If you want to look at upcoming movies, of all the right. Year. Let me let me just throw some out. Uh, I want to say Guardians of the Galaxy three. Nope. Indiana Jones. That is number seven. Knock at the cabin. No. Uh, Dune part two. Nope. Wait, Fast and the Furious ten. Nope. No, wait, Deadpool three. Nope. Not according to IMDb. Okay, well, that doesn't really... Oppenheimer. That is number four. Oppenheimer is number four. 80 for Brady? Nope. Really? You thought that was going to be in the top ten? Well, I said, said this is a bullshit list, but none of that bullshit. Magic Mike's Last Dance? No. Uh, are you just reading movies in 2023? Are you, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, are wait you going minute. through the calendar? Are you still in January? I'm in February now. Cocaine Bear? No. Creed 3? Nope. Scream 6? Nope. Oh, um, into the Spider Verse or this new Spider Man movie? No, I was. That's the one I was the most surprised by. Wow, you've got two, by the way, out of ten. Two out of ten. That's twenty percent. That's better than I did in the bat, the year of Batman trivia. Oh, that's not, this is a better visual. Uh, Transformers? Nope. Mission Impossible? Nope. Um, I don't agree with this list, by the way. This is a bullshit list. <laughs> that's how um, I to do it. They already said up Meg Two, the new Megalodon movie. There's a Meg Two? Yep, there is. The Trench is what it's called. Not that canceled Aquaman spinoff who's uh, also called The Trench. No, apparently not. Oh, what's that one with Tom Hanks where he's the angry guy? No. Isn't there like one like Rachel or something? Are you talking about Megan? Yeah, that one. Either way, not on the list. Okay. Oh, by the way, they fucked up that title. Having a three is the E when they're already talking about sequels. When you got to the third one, do that. What the fuck are you doing that with number one? Uh, that's a great question. I have no clue. You have two. Uh, I said Fab Barbie. That is number one. Barbie is the number one. Oh, most what about the live there. action um, Little Mermaid? That is number five. There we go. See, we're gaining some, some, uh, some movement. I said knock at the. They say knock at the cabin. You did, and I said no. Okay, I'm trying to see like a better, better list of movies. Scream Six. Said that already, and I already said no. They say Shazam. No, you didn't, and no. John Wick. That is number eight. See, we're making some progress now. You're just reading everything. How about the... Oh, Super Mario Brothers movie. That is number six. Dungeons and Dragons? Nope. How many more do I have? One, two, three, four. Four left? I said Transformers. That wasn't there. Mission Impossible wasn't there? Nope. 
Oppenheimer wasn't there. The Marvels? That was there. That was number four. Oh, that's right. Marvels is not there. Craven. The no. Fuck no. Exorcist? No. Dune Part 2. No, you said that. Wonka, the Willy Wonka movie. No, fuck. Jesus Christ. Uh, then I don't know. What are the last? There's a Three Musketeers movie coming. Oh, my God. All right. Are you ready for the top 10? We'll start at 10. Okay. Here we go. Of your failures. IMDb, according to them. I also think this list is bullshit. And I even... Um, I may or may not work for an entertainment website. I may have said this is bullshit, and then people were like, yeah, this, these actually kind of check out. Okay. Although, except for number two, which uh, everyone was fucking shocked by. <laughs> All right, so starting with number 10. <laughs> number 10, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Okay, I guess that. No, you didn't. Oh, I skipped shit. it. <laughs> I went by it several times. <laughs> number nine, Expendables 4. That was the one I called real bullshit on. I'm like, who right. gives a shit? So Appar- far, it's apparently- two for two on movies I want to see. <laughs> well, you didn't guess either one of them. No, well, it's true. John Wick Chapter 4 I want is, to see, is number yep. 8. That's three for three really? on movies I want to see. Have you seen the first three? No, but I want to watch them this year and get ready for that because okay. it looks like it'd be Great. fun. Number seven was Indiana Jones in yep. the Dial of Destiny. That's four. See, this list checks out. Number six is the Super Mario Brothers movie. Okay, so that's that's a no. So we're four for five. Uh, Little Mermaid is number five. We're four for six. Oppenheimer is number four. We're five for seven. Which kind of surprises me. Also, this is one that I was shocked by because I'm not convinced I've heard of this before. And I feel bad that I haven't because it's a Martin Scorsese movie. Oh. He has a movie coming out this year called Killers of the Flower Moon. I went by that on there on my, as I was scrolling through movies. That's number three. And I'm like, it's coming out? All right. What is this? I've never heard of this. Number one is Barbie. You may have noticed I skipped number two. Uh, what was number two? You didn't guess it. I can't believe this is number two. So I'm at 50% Especially. right now fucking just read a list on wikipedia no no i'm saying for me this list mostly checks out oh number two this is a movie within the least the united states is only being released for one night theatrically apparently like in norway it's getting a larger release so it's so it's a novelty thing that's people anticipate because it's gonna be hard to get i haven't even watched the trailer for this because i'm so disinterested okay Pooh, blood and honey what the one where winnie the Pooh is a murderous bear with piglet Sign me up. I'm how 60%. That, that, how is that, that list? <laughs> that is a fantastic list. I don't know why I didn't mention it last week on the wanna, Eddies. I'm not going to watch. They were, I don't care they were about looking this. At, they were how looking at my two? list. <laughs> they were looking at my list from last week. That is exactly the list of things I was looking forward to seeing in 2023. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. I didn't. Is I, number two on the IMDb most anticipated movies of 2023. I, that so, movie has a one-day release. So I wasn't that wrong when I By said By the way, Coke, what's its release? February 15th. It's a Valentine's Day movie. Damn Fucking right. bring your loved ones. Mm. I'd like to point out I wasn't that far off when I said Cocaine Bear here, by the way. <laughs> yeah, apparently not with fucking poo, blood, and honey. Now I kind of want to watch. Did you even wa- I didn't watch the trailer. No, but now I kind of want to watch the trailer. I was deeply disinterested by it. I'm All like, right. How is this number two? There you go. All right. At least your top 10 anticipated movies of 2023. Uh, you did a terrible job of guessing. Whatever. I was Well, again, it is, it's a typical Letters to the Editor segment in which I'm given no lead. It was it. supposed to be guessing. I guessed. <laughs> so how much prep am I supposed to give you? I'm not a teacher being like, hey, study up these things. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. Well, if you enjoyed the show, you can help support us by going to patreon.com slash editors note comics. In fact, that should be your New Year's resolution. Support the show if you don't already. If you do, we appreciate it. Being a Patreon being a Patreon subscriber gets you access to the show the day we record it. As soon as it's done editing and rendering and all that good internet yeah, stuff. Yeah, I guess what I gotta go do. Yeah, right exactly. Now. Have fun doing that while you watch the Celtics play tonight. 
I will. So I'm gonna watch commercials now. Fast forward, and or maybe I will watch them because I'm only half paying attention to the game because I'm editing. Well, there you go. Dollar month gets you the show a day early. Um, well, the day we record it, everyone else gets it the day after. Uh, plus, there's a big project coming out this summer. If you're a Dark Tower oh, fan, sooner than the summer, if you're signing up for Patreon, maybe I um, maybe I pester. Maybe I, maybe I'm pestering my way towards a uh, episode one. Oh, but pest- also I don't have a title yet. So if anyone, hey, if you heard the show, yeah, me and my wife are doing a whole show about the Dark Tower. We're literally doing everything that's ever been associated with the Dark tower when i say literally everything i mean things that actually matter not if there's a passing reference to the number 19 in the world of stephen king i don't have a title yet so if you want to pitch me a title i won't give you money but i'll i'll take it if it's good will you at least give them some credit yes will you give them your hbo max login no okay well there you go uh and if you want to send that <laughs> i'm not giving them a password <laughs> editors no comics at gmail.com is the way you can get in touch with us also you can find zach on the social media just look him up editors note comics on twitter yeah just there and you know watch me tweet once every five days yes it's a wild time yeah and you're there too um usually uh being sad about football that's true i did call skip billis an asshat yesterday so oh did you see Shannon sharp wasn't on the show today yeah he was like nope 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 i i I don't know if there was an official explanation given but we all know what the explanation was yeah (laughs) we all know the the timing and the wording of the tweet was poor to be fair, I don't know if he meant it as poorly as it read. No. But it was, if you have... Um, that was a body of work hate on him last night. That was a body of work <laughs> I was, hate I was on looking Skip at his numbers. He has over 3 million followers. If you have over 3 million followers and you fuck up that bad, mm, not good. <laughs> no. Not, not good, asshole. No, but he's also... And no one likes you anyway. But he's also generally smart and like... Is he? Uh, no, because I call it the Howard Stern effect. When Howard Stern was getting in trouble in the 90s, more listeners tuned into the station because they were mad at him and they wanted to hear what he was going to say next. I mean, once he went the to- The average Howard Stern listener that liked the show listened for like 30 minutes. The, hour, the average Howard Stern listener that hated the show listened for over two hours. Well, you got to go to the grocery store. I do. So anyway, it's time. We'll be back next week for something. Who also, knows? rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Woo! Yeah, that thing. All right, bye.